Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to episode 145 here on the Yours Julie podcast. My name is Claire Tuning. I am your host, resident non-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I, uh, I'm going to try to keep this intro short today. My voice has been in and out on me in the last couple of days, so I'm going to try to Uh, share this information, kick our episode off, and then hand it over to my client, since today is a client feature episode. But uh, in non-losing voice-related news, I am recording this episode on the day that pumpkin cream cold brew is back at Starbucks. And is this arguably the most basic way for me to start this episode? Yes. But do I care? No because pumpkin cream cold brew is delicious. I am currently staring at a venti on my desk. Go big or go home, it is delicious. It is exactly how I remember it. So I know it's not technically fall yet. I guess by the time this episode comes out, it will be September, but uh, this is your sign. If you're a fan of pumpkin beverages, or even if you're not a fan of pumpkin beverages, I have to be honest, I personally don't love the pumpkin spice latte. It's never been my vibe. I've never loved pumpkin flavored things, but there's something about the pumpkin cream cold brew that is just delicious. Starbucks has done it again, 10 out of 10. So that's my good news of the day. (laughs) Bad news is that I'm losing my voice. Good news is that the pumpkin cream cold brew is back and it is delicious. But enough about my coffee, because today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by my online intuitive eating discovery course. So if you have ever wondered how to get started with intuitive eating, how to break up with your dieting tools like the scale and food tracking devices, or how to start reconnecting to your body's cues around food and begin challenging that voice of your inner food police, then I have made this course specifically with you in mind. So the course itself contains a variety of resources that will help you learn how to take those first steps towards having a more confident and a free relationship with food. The course includes eight guided coaching lessons, each filled with real life tools that you can take and apply to your life as soon as you listen to each module. You'll also get downloadable PDF worksheets following each coaching lesson that contain key takeaways and journaling prompts and activities to help you set realistic goals and most importantly take action on the information that you learn in each module you'll also get lifelong access to a private facebook community that is just for course participants where you can ask questions tune into live q a sessions and receive group support from myself and others navigating this journey And lastly, there's some really awesome bonus content as well, like a 20-minute mindful eating guide so you can eat while you listen to this module and have me guide you through an exercise. There is a body image Q&A with the wonderful and incredible Brie Campos, who you may know as Body Image with Brie on Instagram. So there's a whole session on body image with her, and there's an additional resources guide. There's some phone background. There's a lot of free bonus content that comes with your enrollment in the course. So if you'd like to learn more about this course and claim your spot today, you can check out my website. The link is clairetuning.com slash course. Again, that's clairetuning.com slash 
course to find out more information. And as a thank you for being a loyal listener of the podcast, I have a gift for you. So you can enter the code podcast, all one word, all uppercase at checkout for 10% off of your enrollment investment. That's clairetuning.com slash course and enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off of your intuitive eating discovery course. I hope to see you and your name on our participant list very, very soon. But back to our regularly scheduled programming, I always like to share a post, as you may be well aware if you're a returning listener of the podcast, but I like to share a post from our free private Facebook community called the Yours Truly Goal Slayer. So this private community is different from the one that I just referenced with our course. This one is free and it is open for anyone who is interested in intuitive eating and having community support. It's open for anyone to join. But the post that I'd like to share today is actually a post that was shared in our community. Uh, I think this post was gathered from some I don't know, other realm of social media and the person thought that our community would find it helpful. So the post actually comes from an account called Fringe-ish. So I wanna give credit where credit is due. This is not mine. The person in our community did not write this, but as a repost from Fringe-ish. That is very hard to say. But the title of the post is, Buying Convenience Food is Self-Care. And it goes on to say, Convenience foods get vilified a lot and it pisses me off. Microwave dinners, boxed mac and cheese, and canned soup save lives. This vilification is ableist. When in physical or mental pain, when energy is low, this is what we have access to. This vilification is classist and anti-poor. Food is expensive, not just in the raw materials, but also in the time and resources that it takes to prepare it, like a stove slash oven. Today, I have no energy for anything. I went to my cupboard and I pulled down microwave rice and chana masala. I thank myself for buying it last week because otherwise I wouldn't be eating today. I realized that me from a week ago was thinking about me today and holding space for me telling me that it's okay to be tired, to be sad, and that I still deserve to eat. And you deserve to eat too. So I wanted to share this post here because I think it's a a really important topic of conversation in our, our diet culture. These convenience foods or these packaged items, they do so easily get vilified and they get that label of quote unquote bad. Whereas as this post was pointing out, not only is that ableist and a just a not helpful narrative but these are the foods that often help us have energy and be nourished when we don't have the time or energy to be chopping and preparing food and something that i share with my clients all of the time is i simply do not care what you are eating as long as we are eating enough we are eating regularly and you're eating foods that you have accessible to you and you find at least somewhat satisfying and enjoyable. So if you here today listening to this podcast are needing to rely on more of these convenience items, that is wonderful, that is okay, and I'm very happy to hear that you are doing what you can to nourish and to feed your body because at the end of the day, that is what matters most. And anyone who makes you feel bad about that simply does not have your best interest or your health in mind. So, 
I could go on a very long tangent about that, but we're gonna end that right there to preserve what voice I do have left. But if you would like to come and join this free private Facebook community to read posts like this, to ask questions, to gather support from others, also working to heal their relationship with food, then you can visit my website, clairetuning.com community. Again, clairetuning.com slash community. You'll find the application there. All you have to do is fill it out. Shouldn't take you more than a minute or two and submit it so my team and I can look over it and then invite you into our community as soon as we are able. But without further ado, this episode, as I hinted at earlier, is a special client spotlight interview edition of the podcast. Now, if you're a returning listener of the show, you'll know that this is a series that I do maybe every couple of months or so, and I am so grateful to be able to work with so many individuals, especially individuals who are willing to share a little bit of their story and a little bit of their experience, not only in working with me in a one-on-one coaching setting, but also just their experience at large with stepping away from dieting and into the non-diet and intuitive eating framework. So this conversation that you are about to hear comes from a graduated client of mine. Her name is Saba, as you will hear. Saba, if you are listening to this episode, Thank you so much for working with me for almost a year. Actually, I was looking back at my calendar and Saba and I started working together almost exactly a year ago from when I'm recording the intro to this show. So thank you, Saba, for sticking with me for so long, for seeing this journey through, and for also being willing to share what you did in our conversation today. So I hope you who are listening might find a little bit of comfort in what Saba shares. You might relate to some of the things that she is saying. And if you find this episode helpful, please be sure to tap those five stars leave a rating and review, and I will be back next week with another guest episode on the podcast. So without further ado, let's go ahead and turn this conversation over to Saba and myself. Hope you enjoy. Hi, Saba. How are you? (laughs) Where? Good to see you. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. It is good to see you. And like we were just talking about, it is a bittersweet day for our time together as a team because um, we're here to reflect on our journey as a team that um, comes to an end today, at least from the client coach perspective. We can be friends moving forward. But uh, thank you so much for being willing to pop on and do this client spotlight interview to share a little bit of your journey with me. Of course. Yes. The, the positive impact you've had on me has been amazing. So I'm so I'm honored to, to be here with that. We're going to dive into our first question. So let's take a little trip back in time to before you and I started working together, which I was counting in my mind before we hopped on the phone, which has been a little over nine months ago at this point. So It's been a little bit of time, but we're going to travel back to that point because I would love for you to share a little bit about what your relationship with food was like uh, before we started working together one-on-one. Sure. So before I started working with you and before I kind of decided I had had enough, I was... I have done every single diet that is out there. And every, every time I always felt like 
there was some piece of valuable information regarding weight loss that I just hadn't come across yet. So I was trying to learn about different diets as much as I could. And every time I would find a new diet book, I would be like, oh, this is what I've been doing wrong all this time. So I would give that diet an honest go around and obviously eventually it would not work. And uh, that's when the last diet I did, and I hate to call them out, but it was, it was the keto diet. It's very popular. I'm sure you've heard of it. You can call uh, them out. It's fine. You can call okay. them out. Okay, cool. <laughs> So the keto diet is what really broke me because I had followed it to a T for over a year, checking my blood ketones on a daily basis, making sure I was in ketosis. And, you know, after the like higher level of cholesterol and uh, small fatty liver that was occurring and the IBS that I gave myself, I decided I cannot go on this way. I had a breaking point with it. Um, and after a lot of research, I came across you and, and here we are, the rest is, the rest is history. <laughs> well, that so, was pretty clear at times. Yeah. So as you stumbled on intuitive eating on, you know, me specifically, something that a lot of clients have shared with me in the past is that it's the idea of intuitive eating is met with a little, a little or a lot of bit of skepticism, like what the heck is this? There's no way. Mm -hmm. trust my body around food. What do you mean? I'm curious, was that your experience at all? Were you skeptical or from the start, were you just a hundred percent on board with this idea of intuitive eating? Well, the skepticism that I had with intuitive eating was, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard this a lot, but it was that if I let myself eat whatever I want, I will only eat Oreos until the end of time, until I turn into an Oreo and then eventually explode. Um, that was my thought. Like I thought there's no way that I could possibly learn to enjoy food that's not quote unquote the forbidden food that I've been restricting for so many years. So the biggest skepticism was, oh my God, I'm going to only eat <laughs> Oreos and donuts and, and kill myself eventually. <laughs> with eating this way. So yeah, I had major skepticism, <laughs> but it was when we started talking together and you said, you know, eventually you will get tired of those foods. And at first I was thinking, well, there's no way I'm going to get tired of Oreos, but somehow I managed. I think that's why it's um, so interesting to ask that question now that you have nine to 10 months of perspective, because you can look back and say, that was my fear. That's was my level of skepticism. But now knowing how this process has been for you and how it will continue to be, I think um, we can give everyone who's listening or watching a little spoiler alert that, um, yes, while you have likely continued to enjoy Oreos, I'm going to guess you have also been enjoying other foods as well in a way that helps you to feel pleasant, at least most of the time. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. With that, I feel like that kind of um, leads really well into my next question, which is a bit of a loaded question. So feel free to answer this in whatever way you deem fit. But out of all the things that we've talked about and that we've covered as a team, what do you feel like is your biggest lesson learned that you are walking away with? That is a really good question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is this concept that slowly started developing in me with over the last few months, 
which was always coming back home to myself. So after every um, decision that I make or every thought that I have, kind of coming back to myself and asking, is this what would make me happy right now? Is this what I, what I truly want? Is this um, meaningful to me? Uh, because I used to have this personality where I would power through workouts and power through diets, ignoring this sense of, you could say, intrinsic awareness of what my body actually wanted. So nowadays, I think the biggest thing that I've learned throughout the process is trusting myself and coming back to myself and asking, is this something that I want? Is this something that's going, is this in line with my values? Is this in line with the, the new tools that I have learned and the new skills that I've learned? Or is this diet culture, you know, trying to persuade me to do something? So yeah, this, it's a constant conversation I have with myself, um, starting to become less over the last few months, but definitely something that is still a thought in my mind. I feel like that's been a really common theme in our work together as a team. Like every time you would come into a check-in call, we would talk about things. And I feel like with every week you had this increasing level of curiosity where it's like, Claire, I thought about doing this thing, but then I checked in with myself. Why do I want to do that? What is my intention behind this? I love, love, love that question of does this align with my values or is this coming from a diet mindset or a diet point of view that might feel safe and comfortable here in this moment, but might be more detrimental to me, both mentally and physically and emotionally and all the things down the road. So exactly. thank you for reminding me of that question. I love that one. Sure. <laughs> uh, final question that I have for you, speaking of questions, um, what advice might you have for anyone who is listening for anyone who is maybe even trying to decide if intuitive eating is right for them? If this coaching approach is right for them, what might you say? Because you were in that position, uh, less than a year ago. So what might your advice be to someone like that? Yeah, so if someone is considering whether or not intuitive eating is for them, I think a question to ask themselves is, do you want to spend the rest of your life on a diet? Unfortunately, that's the reality of the diet culture world that we live in, is you're always either, I mean, if you're anything like me, on one diet or another, you're either all in to diet X, or you are eating yourself into oblivion and binging and because you're just relapsing from this prolonged restriction that you've had. So is that a way that you want to live for the rest of your life? Because unfortunately, it's not like even after you lose the weight on that perfect diet that you find that it's going to stay that way and you can just go back to your normal life. Um, so you'll always be kind of going against the stream and in, in this uphill battle with diet culture. Uh, when I personally reached my breaking point, the answer to that question for me is, was absolutely not. I don't, I don't want to live the rest of my life like that. Um, and then once you decide that it is for you, or if you decide that it is for you, uh, one thing I noticed is that at first, it's kind of like one step forward, one step back. And I was kind of staying still for, for the first couple of weeks of working together. Then it was like, two steps forward, one step back. I was like, okay, I've made a little bit of progress. Still things kind of feel a little shaky. I still don't know if I'm doing this right, but then it starts to slowly become like three steps forward, one step back. Um, and eventually the steps forward increase to a point where it's like 10 steps forward, one step back. And mm -hmm. you, your progress 
starts to grow exponentially uh, the longer you're thinking this way, the longer you're working with, with Claire. So don't get discouraged at the beginning where it feels super wobbly and you feel like you're in this tiny little kayak in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And you're just like, I can do this. Um, slowly, you start to find your way in your groove and, and the, the confidence gets built, but it's not right off the bat for sure. <laughs> I find that what you're describing, I love the kayak analogy, by the way, but what you're describing is um, this idea of in this process, we build momentum over time yeah, and we sure. gain it, whereas the opposite often happens in the dieting world, right? It's like, start with the momentum. It's like, I have this plan. I'm going to do these things. I know exactly what I need to do to be quote unquote in control. Right. And that, as you were describing earlier, might work, will work for a certain amount of time, whatever work, you know, means for someone, but over time, when you realize your answer to the question that you posed is no, I don't want to do this for forever. That's when momentum starts to drop off. And that's when that narrative of I'm a failure, something is wrong with me starts to kick in that ultimately fuels you starting the next diet, right? Where I am, I'm confident that this process is uh, very different and that we do start more slowly, right? You're skeptical. I don't know about this. This is challenging. I'm coming up against a lot of old beliefs that are hard, right? But then over time, you have the tools in your tool belt that you need to, to pick up the momentum. So thank you for bringing that into our conversation. Of course. Uh, that is all I have for you and for anyone else who might be listening. So Saba, again, thank you for not only sticking around me for the past nine to 10 months, but for also taking the time to share your journey and some of your thoughts with all of us. But that is all we have for today. So Saba and I are going to sign off and we'll see you guys later. Bye. And there you have it, my friend. That was episode 145 here on the Yours Truly podcast, more specifically, a client spotlight episode. Saba, thank you so much again for being here, for sharing your story. I hope you as a listener got some value out of what Saba had to share. Like I said before, I turn the interview over to Saba. If you liked this episode or anything else that we share here on the Yours Truly podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could tap those five stars and leave a review if you feel that you have the time and you are listening on Apple Podcasts. But if you are not listening on Apple Podcasts and you still feel inclined to share, today's episode, you can do that by taking a screenshot of Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening and uploading it to your social media platform of choice. Be sure to tag me as always at Claire Tuning so I can say hey and give you a thank you for listening. But that is all I have for you on our show here today. Tune back in next week for another episode, a guest feature episode. I really think you're going to like this one. So I hope to see you back here soon. But until then, take care and um, have a great week.